Hey, Jesus fans, welcome to True North Podcast, where we grow closer to God together. This podcast was brought to you by Solid Rock Church in Irving, Texas, and our host, Pastor Ed Snyder. To find out more about this podcast, visit our website at truenorthdfw.org. Now let's join Pastor Snyder in a new direction and a new destination. Welcome back to another great episode of True North Podcast right here on your favorite listening platform. We've got a great, great program ahead of you. We're going to be talking about the apostolic life as an antidote to this new thing called Ministry of Truth that the U.S. government is putting out. It's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds as a headline on The Blaze came out that said, Transgender high school teacher tells U.S. Department of Education senior advisor students should be taught that not all egg producers are women. What? So stay close, stay tuned, get a cup of coffee. We'll be right back. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for joining us again here today at True North Podcast. Or we're getting ready to change to True North Nation. We want to say thank you to all of our faithful, loyal listeners of this podcast. We're so excited to see uh, the stats, the the information that we're getting, the feedback that we're getting from you, our listening audience. We are forever grateful and very, very appreciative of your faithful support of True North. Uh, that is the mission <clears throat> of this podcast, is to put truth out there, as well as pointing us the right direction to counteract what we're up against. So we are launching into a series of episodes that uh, you will not want to miss. I'm telling you, bookmark our website, uh, put an alert on your favorite listening platform for podcast that every time we post a episode, you'll want to hear it because we're going into a series of the antidote of what's happening in our world today. It's called the apostolic life and uh, what that means, what that is all about. That is going to lead to my very first interview here on True North. We're going to interview someone that has come from a very horrible background, Uh, lots of, of abuse in the background and the abuse led to the sex industry and even an appearance in Playboy magazine. This person, it of course, it's a she, but she has transformed when she received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and turned her life over to God and became an apostolic Pentecostal. The transformation of, of this young lady is absolutely astounding. She is one of the most godly uh, women that professes and lives the life of an apostolic. So again, folks, bookmark us, put an alert on your on your Spotify or Apple or whatever you're listening to us through, and make sure you don't miss one episode <clears throat> leading up to that interview. The interview is probably going to be about four episodes. 
because we have a lot to talk about. So again, it's a don't miss. All right, so let's let's jump in. And as we set the stage for this series, The Apostolic Life, uh, folks, you you really, I mean, I don't know where you've been if you don't know what what is happening in our world today. Uh, you must have been on a private island or whatever, because it's just all over the news. It's everywhere of 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 what's going on. I, I'm going to share with you a couple of headlines that is in the news, and uh, this kind of gives you an idea of of the perverse, twisted, crazy uh, thinking that our world is <laughs> yielding to. All right, here we go. Disney employee speaks out. Woke mob has hijacked the company. Conservatives, Christians, no longer welcome. That just hit the news 26 minutes ago. Leftist Twitter workers losing it over Elon Musk buying company. Alleged internal messages show we are all going through five stages of grief. That's amazing to me. Anyway, uh, moving on, uh, here, here's, here's another one. Th- this is just uh, disgusting. Woman said she threw away her infant son's body, found stabbed to death by baby's father. Wow. <laughs> wow. It, it, it's, it's just crazy. Crazy what we're up against. And so again, folks, that's a that's a a tip of the iceberg. That's just scratching the surface uh, surface of what's happening today. So we're up against this. Uh, we're really we're really seeing biblical prophecy unfolding before our very eyes. Um, I, I'm I'm a little bit at loss for words here. Uh, of what's going on and the absolute blatant assault against the church, against apostolics, Pentecostals, conservatives, anybody that calls themselves a Christian and lives by a decent set of moral values or even biblical values. Do we give in? Do we just stay quiet and hunker down? Uh, uh, what do they say? Uh, uh, you know, close the hatch and uh, just, you know, hide until Jesus comes. Do we give in to this? Do we just kind of find a way to to uh, reason this out? My opinion, my thought, absolutely not. If there ever was a day that apostolic Pentecostals, people of truth, people that are spirit-filled, people that are living the life, if there ever was a day we need to stand up and be heard, it is today. Now, I'm going to share some some thoughts, and then we're going to get into some scripture and uh, talk some things through on this first episode of, of this series of The Apostolic Life. You know, when we listen to the other side of this equation, we hear people talk about, oh, I'm offended by what they're saying. I'm offended by what Christians are doing. Uh, Somebody prays in public, that's offensive. 
uh, somebody talks about decency, the word of God, salvation, that's propaganda. Uh, the other side is just screaming and squealing how that uh, labeled in the political realm, the far right or conservatives or Christians, you know, they 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 uh, they they don't need uh, that's offensive. And, and they squeak loud how their rights are being violated, that uh, we're not heard and it's not fair to us. Well, come on, folks, you know, if it's. If it's offensive to them, it's offensive to us. Why should they have the voice and the right to speak their belief, their philosophy, uh, whatever you want to call it, and we've got to shut up and go hide in the corner? I personally am of, of a belief that we need to be loud. We need to be out front. Because if you're listening to this inside the U.S., and we're listening, being heard now in, in almost 700 cities representing 25 different countries and territories, but if you're listening to this in the U.S., I mean, folks, you, you know what we're talking about. We've got to be loud, and we've got to be clear in our message. We have the antidote to everything that's being propagated in the news, on social media. Uh, I, I, I'm going to do my best to, uh, how should I put it, activate the army of the Lord. Uh, on, on our Rock University, that's our Thursday night midweek Bible study at Solid Rock, I'm doing a series, A Saint's Call to Arms. Now, clarify Everybody tune in and listen very closely. We don't have AR-15s in the back room. I'm not talking about a militia. I'm not talking about a room full of guns and grenades. I'm talking about a spiritual call to arms to suit up with the armor in Ephesians chapter 6 and fight the good fight of faith. We need to activate the army spiritually of the Lord and start praying and fasting and seeking God. It is a necessity. Now, of course, you've probably heard this term, especially if you've been in church any time at all. You have heard the term, the darker the hour, the brighter the light. Really, folks, if we think about this, if we do what God has called us to do, if we will do as the Word of God has instructed us, pray fast, be bold uh, in the Spirit, this is going to be our finest hour. We're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders. We're going to see a wave of revival and the outpouring of the Spirit like we have never seen. Let me, let me say it, and I'm, I'm, you can't see me, but I'm smiling or grinning when I say that. We're, we can have such a revival and an outpouring of the Spirit that's going to make Azusa Street look like a Sunday school class. I'm telling you, we are, we are up against it, but greater is He Christ that is in you than he that is in the world. And that's the enemy. That's the onslaught of the church. So let's dive into some word and some thought here on the apostolic life. Acts chapter two, of course, we're going to start there. And we all know if you're, if you're familiar with that, that that is the birth of the church as brother T.F. Tenney labeled at one time, the maternity ward 
of the church. That's where the church was actually born. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4 is the original outpouring of the Holy Ghost upon mankind. And it grew from there. And again, I've got a lot, I've got a whole lot in my heart and mind that I want to give to you. So again, stay close to this, to this podcast, because over the next several episodes, we're going to be sharing a lot of thought with you. Uh, You know, if we could pattern ourselves after the early church, if we can practice what they practiced in the space of two years, they reached all of Asia. Research uh, tells us that, you know, if you count the times that was recorded, uh, the Holy Ghost was poured out upon mankind uh, for the first time in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. They originally started with 120, as recorded in the Bible, in the upper room. That day, 3,000 souls were added to the church. 3,120 by the end of day. Then we have an outpouring again where the Bible says 5,000 was added to the church. That's 8,000 right there. Then we have another recording of an outpouring of the Spirit where it just labeled the multitudes received. Probably, my thought, they couldn't keep up counting how many has received the Holy Ghost. So really, folks, we can we could probably be pretty safe to say that the early church numbered in the in the realm of somewhere ten thousand people. My goodness gracious. Why not pattern ourselves after the early church and realize the anointing, the favor of God that they had, we can have. Acts chapter 2, verse 42, here is after the outpouring, after Peter preached uh, Jesus Christ and him crucified, after the question in verse 37, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter's answer in verse 38, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise, verse 39, is unto you and to your children and to all far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Jump down to verse 42, and the Bible says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Jump down to verse 47, praising God and having favor having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. They continued. Don't give up, folks. Don't, don't, don't let the headlines, the news, the things that are going on in our world today discourage you from backing up for what you stand for. And they continued steadfastly. What's that word mean? Firm, solid, just locked in, in the apostles' doctrine. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. Doctrine in fellowship. We draw strength when we fellowship with one another of like uh, people of like precious faith. In breaking of bread, you know, us Pentecostals, we love to have good church, 
and then we go hit the buffet after church. (laughs) That's the breaking of the bread. And in prayer, we've got to have prayer meetings together. Not just church, not just worship and praise, but focused prayer meetings. And then praising God, having favor. God gave favor to all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Now, let's uh, let's dive a l- another layer down here, and let's talk about the threefold apostolic vision. It is the will of God that the church fulfill a threefold apostolic vision. Now, what is that? Number one, it's our apostolic identity. We have to maintain our apostolic identity. Okay, We exist as a movement because we claim the beautiful truths of the oneness of God in Jesus Christ. Okay, our ap- What is our apostolic identity? What do we identify with? Well, one is the truths of the oneness of God. Pause for just a minute. It's a, it's a, it's it's kind of for me it's it's amusing to hear that our government has now established ministry of truth. <laughs> I posted on on Twitter and folks if you if you really want to uh follow on follow us on on um on social media. I I'm I've got Facebook and I've got Instagram, but I really live in Twitterville. So uh, feel free to 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 connect to me. I'll I'll uh, I'll follow you back. But anyway, I posted on Twitter. What does the term ministry of truth sound like to you? And of course, one one friend, Brother Rhodes, says sounds like a something. I'm not quoting verbatim, but paraphrasing his his uh, his tweet is sounds like a pack of lies they're trying to sell us truth. True, but the term ministry of truth does that sound? Anything familiar to you, uh, maybe over across the waters in other countries that are doesn't live like we live? Is it a turning toward uh, a little bit more of government control upon us? They're going to control what they think is true. It is a pack of lies are trying to sell us truth. And uh, but here's here's the real truth. Honestly, ladies and gentlemen. We have the ministry of truth because we believe in the apostles' doctrine. We teach the apostles' doctrine. We live the apostles' doctrine. So we exist as a movement because we claim the beautiful truths of the oneness of God in Jesus Christ. The second uh, item in our apostolic identity is because we stand for, believe, and experience the new birth according to Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 that I that I quoted. The third thing of our apostolic identity is our lifestyle of inward and outward holiness. As Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14 follow peace and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. So it's more than just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. It's more, folks, and let me go this far. It's more than just receiving the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. It's a lifestyle of inward and outward holiness, according to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14, that if we don't get that lifestyle, 
that identity as an apostolic down, the Bible says no man shall see the Lord. Another part of our identity as apostolics is the heartfelt worship, not not a, a good beat, not smoke and 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 colored lights, not praise dancers. Uh, I'm I'm on a wild one today. I'm sorry, folks. Yeah, sorry, not sorry, but I, I'm feeling a wild spirit on me today. <laughs> Heartfelt worship that comes from deep inside of our spirit out to a holy God, a powerful God. And of course, another part of our identity is miracles, signs, and wonders that follow them that believe. It's miracles and gifts of the Spirit in operation. Uh, Again, folks, it's not just uh, coming together and hearing some good music and uh, hearing a good word. It is experiencing the word is our identity. It's apostolic, and that's what we've got to really look, look to is who are we? What are we? We're not just your average church. We're apostolic. Are you, are you understanding where I'm, where I'm going with this? We've got to really take on and embrace our identity. The Bible says in Mark chapter 16 and verse 17 and 18, and these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will, excuse me, recover. So, ladies and gentlemen, the our apostolic identity, which is the first of three um, threefold vi- apostolic vision, is that we practice this. We have plenty of room uh, for growth in grace and knowledge, but there is no room for compromise or abandonment of these fundamentals. Let me, let me say that one more time. We have plenty of room to grow uh, for growth in grace and knowledge, but no room for compromise or abandonment of these fundamentals. Number two in the threefold apostolic vision is that we must have apostolic unity to receive the blessing and the favor of God. Now, folks, I I can go another whole episode on just blessing and favor of God. There's a lot of blessing seekers out there and a lot of favor of God seekers out there. But what Lot doesn't realize that you don't just because you go to church and because you claim to be a child of God doesn't it's not an automatic that the blessing and the favor of God has come. It has a cost. There's there's if Second Chronicles chapter seven and verse fourteen, which by the way we've got book number two that we're working on, Heal America seven fourteen. There are that's a scripture we love to quote. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal their, forgive their sins, heal their land. So there, the, the, but the verse starts out with a huge two letter word, if. 
That means it's conditional. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then, then, that's a word of condition. If you do this, then I will do this. So to receive the blessing and the favor of God, we have to not only do what God has required of us, but we must embrace unity in fellowship, in prayer, in fasting, in, in, in the common cause of winning the unchurched. We've got to have unity. We all have the right to difference of opinion on personal matters, but what's but what uh, not in is what the Bible says. There's no difference of opinion when it's when it's word, when it's Bible. So, folks, we got to get rid of the debate. You know, we you know there this or that, whatever. But when it's founded upon the Scripture, there's no debate. There's no difference of opinion. What the Word of God says is what the Word of God says. So apostolic unity. Here's another thought. We always pray for God, give us revival. Revival, of course, as you know, is for the church. Outpourings is for the unchurched. But we can't pray for revival, and we cannot pray for outpourings without praying for unity first. We've got to get in unity with the mind of God, get in unity with the word of God. So we've got to, in fact, Brother Teclamarian back in the day, uh, you know, led the revival or led the, the growth of Ethiopia, where the last crusade that I know of that was held was a half a million people and 114,000 people received the Holy Ghost in one service. And if you ask Brother Teclamarian, what, you know, how do you do that? What do you pray for? Well, we don't pray for revival. We pray for unity because if we're in unity, we'll have revival. Revival's an automatic outpourings of the Holy Ghost is an automatic. And so we've got to realize that we need apostolic unity. So all of us, we're all responsible for reaching out to one another in mutual support and prayer and forgiveness and love. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called with all lowliness and meekness and and long, uh, with long suffering forbearing one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace come on folks let's quit let's quit fighting and debating and just take the word of god as it says we all need to be involved in the work of the kingdom of god in and beyond our local assembly Man, we're just about out of time. So let me cover the third, uh, the third item of apostolic vision, and that is we have apostolic revival. Remember, we got to have apostolic unity before we have apostolic revival. When we continue steadfastly in apostolic identity and in unity, then we can experience or expect the miracles of healing, deliverance, and salvation. Our heartbeat, ladies and gentlemen, must be the heartbeat of God. Our heartbeat must be that of the unchurched, the lost soul. We need apostolic revival. 
and a continued renewal of the of the saints of God and a continued harvest of the unchurched. We must seize every opportunity to grow ourselves and our church. That's what we really have got to do. This is the antidote to the society that we are looking at right now, to the onslaught and the 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 coming against of of we as conservatives, we as spirit-filled Christians. Man, we're out of time. I'm sorry, folks, but we're going to continue. Again, bookmark this. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, make an alert on your platform uh, so that the next episode, as we continue this series of the apostolic life, next week we're going to be talking about the importance of apostolic doctrine. What is it? What does apostolic doctrine mean? Uh, give us some comments on the website below this episode as it's post. Hit me up on social media. We love you. God bless you. Have a great day on purpose and stay with God. Thank you for joining us at True North Podcast. You can find us on iHeartRadio or any other podcasting platform. If you want to have any questions, visit us at truenorthdfw.org. We'll catch you all next week.